On today's episode of Watch Time, we're going to be talking to live streaming expert Wade Clark from BoxCast. We'll be talking about the basics of live streaming video and how you can get started live streaming today. Stick around. You're listening to Watch Time, supercharged video marketing tips for the savvy small business owner and the modern mid-market professional with Flex Media's Kathy Zip and Bill Barona. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Kathy Zip. And I'm Bill Barona. And today we're going to take a dive into the world of live video. You know, video is such a powerful marketing tool and going live with your video takes it to a whole nother exciting level. And with today's uncertain marketing conditions, you know, we got coronavirus going on and uh, people are increasingly working remotely. Being able to reach an audience remotely is becoming even more important. So to answer some of those live video questions that you have, we have a live streaming expert, Wade Clark from Bumble Media and BoxCast. So, hey, Wade, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. I'm doing good, guys. How are you doing today? Hopefully staying safe and trying not to do anything too crazy, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes, and that brings us to usually, as always, when we have a guest on, we like to enjoy beer with them. But since we're all kind of working from different places right now, we don't have beer with us. But I'd still love to know what is some of your favorite craft beer, whether locally or otherwise? Yeah, um, I would say, and I I know you guys usually do this at the beginning of each episode, so I was definitely thinking about it, and I'm I'm definitely a big fan. I I do love Fatheads, I'll say that. I know you guys work with them a little bit. They have some amazing beer, Um, but if I'm going outside of Fatheads, I would say uh, Great Lakes Brewery, uh, the Chill Chill Wave, if you guys have ever had that. Um, And uh, that was one of my favorite beers, I know, when I graduated college and moving forward. And then another one, if I had to throw one in there, is Southern Tier Pumpkin. Both very strong beers, but both very good. <laughs> Love that. That is yeah. fall to me, Southern Tier Pumpkin, yes, for sure. Yes, It amazes me. Like I have a friend that uh, he's from California originally, and one thing I never knew about Southern Tier, I knew they were local, but I kind of thought they were everywhere. And I was out with him when he discovered it for the first time, and it was an absolutely amazing experience. I've never seen someone so happy, and he was just like, this is the <laughs> most amazing thing I've ever had. How have I never heard of this? So it's definitely a great beer. But um, yeah, Wade, thanks for being here. And um, I, uh, I know like we've had a lot of questions from clients even prior to the whole coronavirus um, pandemic just about live stream and what that uh, kind of entails. And I think that you being somebody that's doing this day in and day out, that you're the perfect person to talk to. So um, why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about your background and kind of how you got started in video and live video? Yeah, so um, I'll start with how I got started in video. So in college, uh, me and another uh, guy I ran track with, actually, we just started making videos for a marketing club that we were in. Um, I, I had never, you know, picked a camera up really or never, you know, started editing anything until that point. So I was about a sophomore in college. We made some videos then. Um, we had a lot of fun with it, uh, kind of created like a little bond over it. And then the school I went to, the University of Mount Union, offered us a grant to basically start a business. Uh, over the summer. So we were just kind of like, you know, I just call us like dumb college kids, like, cool, we're starting a business, like a video business, like, let, let's do this. Um, and obviously, since then, that was uh, back in 2013, we've we've grown a lot um, and learned a lot, um, very all self-taught in the video world, I would say. So a lot of, a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of classes that I've bought in. Um, I didn't go to school for that. I went to school for like business management, human resources. Um, but yeah, so we started this company called Bumble Media. 
Um, this was before Bumble the dating app, just to be clear, because people do get confused sometimes. Um, but yeah, so we started Bumble Media and we just, you know, we do anything from weddings to corporate events to highlight reels. Um, and then now we do actually a lot of live streaming, which kind of takes us into our next uh, where, where I'm at now. So I do Bumble Media on the side and then my full my, my, my job that's nine to five is I work at a company called Boxcast and we're based right here in Cleveland. Um, we, we offer a live streaming platform for uh, really anyone who wants to, you know, anyone who wants to stream um, their content either with their church or their high school or college or their city council, um, or just maybe they have a quarterly meeting that they want to stream. So Boxcast offers a really, really easy to use um, encoder, which I'm sure we'll talk about later if you don't know what an encoder means. Um, it's basically just the hardware to stream something. Um, and we also offer the platform to basically be able to, you know, send to Facebook and send to YouTube and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I work here now and I do customer support. So I'm on the, you know, every single day talking to customers and helping them solve their issues with their equipment and making sure they can like live stream successfully. Awesome. You probably come across many people that are like from as far as like they kind of know what they're talking about versus like the people that are like, I need to go live. How do I do that? Yeah, yeah. I would say you get a full range of customers and um, you get anyone who said, you know, who they've maybe never even used a camera and they just need help. Like, how do I plug it in? How do I do this? Like what you know, how do I get good audio to someone who, you know, some of our more high end clients, I mean, they're using, you know, whole production studios with, you know, $50,000 worth of equipment. And they're like, yeah, we get how to do this, but how do I, you know, use some of these other more advanced features that you guys have um, to, you know, enhance our broadcast basically. Now I, I can say a lot of our listeners are more, you know, small business owners, middle market marketing right. and salespeople, and they may kind of know what live streaming is, but I thought maybe just since, you know, with your background and knowledge, maybe we could start from the beginning and just kind of talk about, you know, what is live streaming and how does it work? And, um, then after that, kind of what uses there are in case people are like, I, I don't really know what that is. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the best way or what most people get confused about is is live streaming versus like video tools. So there's there's like your Skypes and Zoom and maybe Google Hangout. Those are more video conference tools where you want to interact with someone in almost no delay. Like, you know, you're you're talking to them and it's it's instantaneous. But it's only between, you know, like right now, it's only between us three. It's not out in the world. We're not doing this on Facebook or YouTube or anything. Um, so there's there's video conferencing and then, you know, and, and then live streaming. Essentially, the big difference is live streaming. There is going to be a little bit more delay, but there's going to be more scalability. So you can essentially, um, you know, how it kind of works is you got to have something called an encoder, which I mentioned before. That could be your laptop. That could be your cell phone. That could be a product or a device, like a little box or something. Uh, you plug a video feed into that somehow. And then that device uh, takes that signal, sends it up to like someone's server or their cloud or something like that. And then it comes down and, uh, you know, distributes it to wherever you want to go. If it's just Facebook, that's awesome. If it's your website, if it's, you know, YouTube, um, they can do that as well. So I would say live streaming is meant more for the masses. And obviously there are there are ways to integrate, you know, or are, there are ways to um you know, maybe communicate with your audience through chat features and stuff like that. Um, but that's hopefully, hopefully that answered your question. It is kind of a complex question, but <laughs> yeah. 
Well, what might add a little bit more light to it, and I, I think you actually explained that really well, but can you maybe give us some examples of things that, you know, clients have live streams? You did mention like church functions and yep. games and things like that, but like, what are some other examples maybe, you know, in a more, more of a business setting? And then like, how did the live streaming give your client results or, or what kind of benefits did they see from it? Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll jump into to this too, and maybe it will help kind of visualize something for the viewers. Um, some, some actually live stream personally, and it can kind of show you how they've been affected, you know, how it's helped them and stuff like that. So some examples that I could give you that would um, maybe help shed some light on some events that I just live stream, and maybe would give some people some ideas is uh, we, we do work with the Cleveland Film Festival every year, and we live stream their award ceremony on Sunday night. And, and how it's affected them or how it's helped them a lot is I mean, they have a huge festival with all these movies and all these um, events and people win all these awards that night. So it's about a three hour event. They win all these awards. And essentially, it's it's really, really helpful for them, because if you're if your brother's in a film and he's going to win an award, you probably want to watch it. But if you live in Texas and the Cleveland Film Festival is in Cleveland, it might not be feasible for you to come up on a weekend and come on that Sunday night. But if you can watch it right on, uh, you know, the Cleveland Film Festival's website or their Facebook page or their Twitter, um, then it would give you the ability to almost be there, like, you know, kind of winning the award with your brother or your cousin or whoever that might be. Um, for them in particular, live streaming their award ceremony has really helped them in a sense of, you know, the first year we did it, uh, we had about a thousand views on their website, I believe. And then by year three, we were streaming to their website, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all at the same time. And actually, I think we would actually, we put it on their website and we put it on cleveland.com's website just to get them, you know, some more traction. And they got well over like 10,000 views in year three. Um, so they were just, you know, it's helping spread, you know, what the Cleveland Film Festival was doing and just essentially giving them the ability to, to show more people, you know, what they have to offer. I think that's one of the biggest things with live streaming. Um, I'm going to I'm going to jump to a later topic, but people I know a lot of the feedback sometimes we get is, hey, if I live stream an event, you know, people aren't going to come. And we, we've actually found kind of the opposite, because what people tend to do is like, let's just say you are a church organization, you're a small church, and someone moves to your town. Um, you know, they they might be searching online like, hey, is this church a good fit for me? And if you have live streaming in place, they can watch a service or two before they come attend one and just know, hey, this is the church for me. Unlike, you know, kind of the old, you know, old ways of just having maybe some pictures on your site and everything like that, it might, you know, they would have to come in person and maybe they would be too scared to just show up. But if they feel maybe a connection with, you know, your pastor or something like that, they would actually come to the event. Um, so I know we're jumping around, but essentially what we found is when you do live stream those events, people tend to maybe want to come the next year. So that's what I was kind of getting at with the Cleveland Film Festival is the award ceremonies. People see what it's about. They see all the people down there and all the kind of cool stuff that happens. So then next year, hey, let's get a ticket and let's go to that. Right. Like that kind of that kind of brings me to, you know, what I was thinking, too, with does it does it actually help increase the amount of people that see your event? Like I know a lot of trade shows right now are getting canceled and and, you know, moved. And even if people, you know, could travel, like, would it be beneficial to live stream? Because, you know, then at least certain speakers or different events um, so that you're actually expanding your your reach to more people. And then also with part of that, like when you're doing live streaming, 
is is recording part of it like is that part of what you're doing or your focus so that people can also like access it later even if they can't make the event live right yeah exactly and that and that's another huge benefit of when you live stream something um generally speaking whatever platform you go on there's probably gonna be a recording or if you are the one actually doing the live stream i'd highly recommend you know doing a local recording yourself just in case something happens um, but it is always nice. Like I know um, another event we work for or another event we do is we do a graduation in the spring for Notre Dame College. And and that's obviously pretty crucial because, um, you know, they have, you know, they don't have they're not a ginormous college, but they have, you know, hun a couple hundred students or maybe even more, probably more than that. But they have, a you know, a lot of students who graduate on that day. And obviously all those family members can't make it. So they see, you know, a ton of views on that day. I mean, they, they get well over a couple hundred views, maybe even up to a thousand views just on people who want to see, hey, that's my niece. I can watch her walk across the stage. And then if they can't see it, the best part is it stays on their website so that that person who did graduate can go back and watch themselves, which is really, really cool. Or I know with a lot of our, you know, other clients who do, you know, college sports and stuff, um, it's really, really nice for, I know when I was in college, we technology of being able to just instantly go back and watch your performance so it's like really really nice for coaches and stuff like that where you can just hey you know oh we can go back and watch the game or watch the you know winning winning field goal or something basically right away if you live stream it would you say like with this that uh like some of the business owners maybe that are listening or even some of the uh maybe even outside of the sales and marketing but maybe somebody can talk to someone in hr like is this a good tool to be able to have training internally, like, can you do it on an internal site? So like, it's only say, you know, their sales team, or it's only their, you know, manufacturing yeah. team. Yeah. So, um, you can, you can definitely do, um, I know with YouTube, YouTube's really good with, if you stream right to YouTube, you can make it like a private event. And I mean, certainly you could push that to your internal team or actually embed that on maybe like a backend page where you have to log in or something. Um, with BoxCast, we also give you that ability. Um, but yeah, I think that one of the best parts about live streaming, even for, you know, I would say as media creators like us, is like Notre Dame College's graduation. When, when we live stream it, it's instantly available. So we don't have to feel rushed to like edit something and get it back to them. Like they're like, oh, cool, it's on our site. Like just get us the recordings in a, you know, a couple weeks because we, we already have access to the stream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or like if someone who's doing something more internal, like a meeting, if someone can't make it, it's not like you need to have, hey, you know, hey, Wade, uh, I know you recorded our meeting. Can you upload that tonight so that this person can watch it tomorrow? It's like, no, that person could just watch it right away. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Um, like you were because. Um, I know a lot of people, like not only for privacy or or so that it's only available to certain people, but sometimes, right. you know, people want to charge for events. So, you know, it's like, how do you give them access, you know, limited amount of people access? And I know, you know, on YouTube, you can do like a private link, like you said, or something like that. Right. Is there a way like, um, I, I mean, I know, like, obviously, like, just off the cell phone, people can be on Facebook Live and they can comment. But is there a way, mm -hmm. and it might be different per platform, but even if you want to talk to BoxCast specifically, that if somebody is, say, attending a conference or they're attending a training through their work, that they can ask questions and maybe get an answer directly at that time? Or is there some way of doing that? Yeah, so so right now with BoxCast, we don't have like a chat feature or anything. Um, generally, though, what we recommend to clients, uh, we recommend two things. Um, either you 
you know, you either, you, there are free chat embed codes that you can put like directly on your site. So you don't even have to spend any like additional money. Just, hey, go get like a chat embed code and kind of put it right next to your video on your site. Or, um, you know, definitely if you can, if it's not more of a private thing, you know, send it to Facebook and YouTube so people can chat, you know, and have a moderator who can chat along there. If it is something that's private, then you'd have to kind of go that, hey, text us your questions or email us your questions and also have a moderator on your side that's kind of fielding those questions to the presenter or whoever it is. In your experience with some of the different uh, live streams that you've done, if you've come across that, is there usually a good response in terms of like people asking questions or does you feel like it's still kind of a new thing that um, people are getting used to? Yeah, we so at BoxCast, we actually do live like webinars and we use YouTube's chat to uh, to kind of field the questions and stuff like that. So we, we found that people are generally obviously more willing to chat something in than if you were to like have them, you know, if they could talk in the meeting or something, they, they're more willing to type it into something. So I feel like people are, are slowly getting into it, but I think the best thing you could do is send an email beforehand to whoever your audience is and just say, hey, please send us all your questions in now. We're also gonna have the ability to, for you to chat them in if you don't, if you don't know right at the moment. Uh, awesome. Uh, one thing though, and in terms of specific streams, if somebody's listening to this and where I think maybe a cool application would be with this and maybe even something that we're looking for in the future, and I'm sure you guys have had experience with is if somebody wanted to have like some type of paid seminar or like if people wanted to actually like put on a course and like do it live so they can get that answer those questions and be more of a resource. Is that something that you guys have seen a lot of? Is it something that BoxCast does or something that you've personally done, anything like that? Yeah, yeah, and I, um, I'm i glad you brought that up. So we, I would say there's there's a couple ways to go about it. You can um, you can do it through some a site like Eventbrite, which I'm sure maybe any a lot of people have bought tickets through like a site like Eventbrite. They'll give you a platform where people can buy tickets and then essentially go to a backend page and watch a video or watch a live stream. Um, BoxCast also does give you like that ability to ticket an event. So you basically can just ticket it, throw it on your site. Um, people buy a ticket and then they get an individual link um, to, to go watch it. And, and one example where I've personally done that is we worked with a client who she streams a or she records a health conference every year. So basically, um, it's all about plant based eating and it's a health. It's very, you know, like I said, health forward, I guess, conference. And uh, she wanted to ticket it because they sold out. So she she sold out and had a wait list of about 150 people who still wanted to come. So she's like, why don't we do, you know, a live stream for all those people who can't come and we'll just charge them, you know, a little less than the ticket price because clearly, you know, you can't be there live. Um, and she ended up making, um, she, you know, she made like an extra like $1,100. I mean, I know in the grand scheme of a big event, it might not be like, I mean, it's not like she made, you know, 50 more thousand dollars, but still she made actually enough to like, cover some of her just general costs of having, you know, staff and people there. And she was super happy because she's like, if I had never live streamed it, I wouldn't have made this little bit of extra money. Or we actually, we work, you know, at another on a much bigger scale at BoxCast, we work with the OHSAA um, and they ticket like the state sport events. So it's just like people who, you know, they pay $10 a ticket and they obviously get a lot more revenue from that just because it's like, you know, once again, it goes back to the like, you have a nephew in Florida who plays, you know, a sport and it's like, hey, I want to watch them. So I'll buy a $10 ticket to watch them play, you know, the state championship in soccer or whatever it is. Um, 
but yeah, for I would say for smaller like local businesses where I've seen it be most efficient, I'm trying to think of a really of a good example of one we've at least seen at Boxcast or something something pretty nifty. Um, I might have to come back to you guys on that. <laughs> well, I did want to add just because like you know just thinking as you were talking about this um, eleven hundred dollars and the the like the actual. Um, Expo, and yet you know, in the grand scheme of things, eleven hundred might not be a lot. But to everybody listening, one thing to consider, you know, just thinking about even the Notre Dame thing you were talking about, like how they, the content already lives there. Well, now you've made a recording for them, and that's content that say they missed the seminar. You know, she could put that up, or the event, she could put that up and say, "Hey, there are tickets still available. You can gain access to this, even though you missed it." And so now she has the opportunity to generate revenue potentially for the next year until she has the next conference. Yes, so. exactly, exactly. Um, one thing too, I kind of wanted to touch on with this was, what would you say is the greatest benefit that you've seen um, just from doing live stream for your? You could, you know, if you can talk to like maybe for the customer, but even the benefit for, you know, like um, you as the creator. Yeah. Um, so for the customer, it's it's definitely just getting your message out to more people. I, I feel like a lot of people want to kind of spread whatever their, you know, if it's their vision or their message or their videos or their whatever their content is. They're always trying to say, hey, where can we post it and how can we get the most people watching? And generally with a live stream, uh, more people are just more adapted to tune into something like that. So I would say it's just a lot easier um, when you can send it to, hey, your website. You could go to Facebook, YouTube and stuff, and if you can tell them, oh, we're going to be live on Friday night at 7. Like, I hope you join us and ask questions through Facebook and stuff like that. And we, you know, give, you know, for customers I know in particular, like we do a cooking show um, and they they we they do it live every once in a while but one of the things that they find the most joy talking to the people that attend the cooking show um so there's chatting back with them and doing stuff like that because you know it's just one of those things where they know like the people I'm, i am referring to they have a little bit of a following um but they just love being able to see that like other people's ideas and stuff like that and what you know they they learn from the community as well um you know and what they want to see and stuff Oh, and then oh, to answer second part of that question, um, for for the for the like the media team or the the video production people, like I said, I think the biggest thing is it's once you live stream it, the video is over. So I mean, obviously there's pros and cons to that. If you do a great job, then it's good. You know, you're good to go. If something goes wrong, okay, well you have to fix something very quickly. Um, but I would say giving your giving your client the ability to, you know, push whatever message they have to a bunch of different platforms is always just really, really nice. And generally, they're very happy if it if it does go well. Do you recommend just out of curiosity, like if if some of the people that are listening, if they have the ability to, you know, outside of their phone, or maybe they have their own camera or cameras, uh, do you recommend uh, keeping a recording inside the camera as well as on the stream? So if something like that does go wrong, you still have the ability to kind of go back and fix it? Yes, a hundred percent. That that's that was in one of my like tips for later on. But a hundred percent, I would recommend you always record locally or have a backup recording of whatever you're doing. Um, we have I've live streamed a couple things where I like I didn't talk about this yet. Um, but when I first started live streaming, I started doing MMA fights <laughs> that we would live stream, and and that was when I didn't know much about live stream. I didn't know anything because it was the first time I was doing it. And so we would just show up at a venue and they would be like, yeah, our internet is great. Like the internet's so good. You can connect to the Wi-Fi. It's amazing. And, and it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't at all. 
Uh, the internet was was horrible, and and the live stream suffered greatly. Uh, it was basically unwatchable to a viewer. Uh, so we luckily recorded and we could upload it after and make sure it worked and everything. Um, but you'll get cases like that um, where, you know, you might go into a client's office and, and they tell you, I have the, you know, the best Wi-Fi ever. But it's something where if you don't test it beforehand and you don't really know, um, then you're definitely going to want to always make sure you record just in case something happens. Or, hey, someone could trip over a power cable and knock everything out, you know, and at least you recorded most of it in the stream, you know, or something like that. So. Awesome. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Those are some awesome tips. Um, what about if people are just looking to do live streaming themselves, maybe, you know, looking at an affordable option? Yeah. Um, so obviously, I would think if you're trying to get started right now, um, like right after you listen to this podcast, um, you can, if you've got, you know, obviously a phone, an iPhone or an Android phone, you can fire up the Facebook Live app and just test it out and try it. Um, or you can even YouTube has their own app where you can stream right from YouTube or stream right to your YouTube account from your phone. Um, so I would say majority of people, you know, you have a phone, um, so you could start streaming with, or if you have a laptop, um, you could download, there are softwares out there. One that's very, very popular and free. Um, it's called OBS. So it's just open broadcast software. Um, you can download it on a Mac or PC. Um, it's a, and like I said, it's a free software that actually a lot of our clients at Boxcast use. And, you know, people love it. Um, and, and I will say this just to clarify, there, there's a time and place um, to, to either do free live video streaming, like if you're just doing it on your phone uh, and doing it on Facebook versus like paying for a service like BoxCast. Um, we tell people all the time that that BoxCast isn't a service for everyone, to be honest. Like if you're if you're just live streaming, you know, maybe once a month and you're maybe promoting like a, you know, let's just say a product and you want to just do a quick little Facebook live of like, Hey guys, look at, you know, look at update on our product. It's, it's a couple minute long video. You know, I would recommend just doing it with your iPhone or something where you can just, you know, whip, do something really quick and easy that your, you know, people can uh, see, you know, and interact with you and stuff. Um, or if you have a client who just wants to, you know, do a live stream one time, you know, there's definitely certain ways you could do it for pretty affordable, and you know, almost the, almost free on your end, and make money from the client paying you, you know, two or three hundred dollars, being the expert to do the live stream. Out of curiosity, um, depending on what our listeners actually are searching, because just based on what some of our clients have actually gone and done, have you looked at Switcher Studio or anything like that? Like, if they wanted to be able to, like, I know with that software, they're able to kind of use their tablet and their iPhone. They can do multi-camera. They can like add some cool elements. Is that something that you would recommend or is the, is it like going with OBS and maybe like something like, uh, you know, your own camera and like a stream deck or something like that better? So, yeah. So if you're looking to get started, I feel like a, a question we get a lot of the time, uh, at Boxcast and just in general is how do I do a live stream with more than one camera? Because with, you know, Facebook live and YouTube live and stuff right from your phone, that's really that's great and all you can do it, but you're just limited to your one camera angle. Uh, so that's where you have to get you know other softwares or other applications in, and and some popular ones just to you know let let everyone know is one is is called Switcher Studio, and it actually lets you bring in three or four iPhones or iPads as camera angles, and you can live stream those right to Facebook and you know make it look a little bit more professional than just your standard kind of wide iPhone shot. Um, so that, that's a really nifty product. And then obviously we kind of mentioned OBS earlier, um, which is a free product you can download on your computer. But once you start to go into that route, uh, you do have to get something called a capture card. 
So a lot of people might have HDMI ports on like the side of their computers, but you can't plug a camera directly into your computer. Those are just outputs on your computer. So you have to get a device called a capture card. And basically what that does is it takes your video signal and it converts it to a format um, that your computer can see. Um, you can obviously also use a webcam, uh, but some people, you know, like I said, you might have bought, you know, you know, I recommend a lot the Canon Vixia line. You know, they start at $200, they go up to about $1,000. And Canon, you know, Canon has more cameras that go up to, you know, two or $3,000. But I'd say, you know, anywhere in that 200 to $1,000 range is more kind of that beginner, you know, range. But if you want, if you have one of those kind of handy cams that, um, that you've already purchased, or maybe you used it for, you know, someone's, you know, sporting event in the past or something, uh, you would need that capture device to plug into your computer to then have that feed show up in OBS so that you could use it. Or you would need two capture cards if you're trying to do two cameras to plug into OBS. So uh, it definitely, if you want to do multiple cameras, it's definitely possible. Uh, it's just, it just, you need a little bit more equipment and a little more stuff to, to get it going. Yeah, I appreciate that. I just feel like that's probably going to be a question people are going to come up with. And, you know, just answering it right now, I know it's a much more complicated question to right. jump into, <laughs> and we definitely want to have you back again so we can kind of deep dive into some of these things more specifically. Awesome. Well, just again, to kind of, you know, give some advice to people who are trying to live stream using their phone. Are there any other tips or tricks that you would provide people that are looking to do that? Uh, yeah, I would say uh, the biggest thing I, I tell people and I tell clients all the time is uh, you're going to want to test. You're always going to want to make sure that you go out either a week or two before to wherever the venue is that you are going to live stream and you run a test. Um, as we mentioned it, you know, people will tell you, you know, I have such great internet or my internet's amazing. Or like, if you want to connect to our public Wi-Fi, it's really good, but it's like, you don't really know. And so you go out there and run a test, even if you know, you are just using your iPhone or something like that. It is worth going out to the venue, doing a quick Facebook live test to your personal page for 20, 30 minutes and making sure it actually works and looks good. Um, you know, obviously I always tell people too, if you can obviously plug a hard line or an ethernet connection in to whatever your setup is, if that's a dedicated encoder, like a Boxcaster or a Teradek video, um, or if it's right into your computer for OBS, or you can actually get attachments for your phone where you can plug an ethernet cable right into it. Uh, there's there's lightning to ethernet cables for your iPhone. You can just plug right in so you can ensure that you always have a good connection. And then secondly, I know we, we also talked about this too, but always having a backup, always having a recording. And even if it's, you know, I know with Facebook Live and YouTube, you know, if you're streaming right from your phone, I don't think you can record and stream at the same time, but it's, you know, get another phone and set it right up next to it and just hit record and make sure that it's like one phone's recording, one phone is, you know, doing the live stream, just in case anything happens, you have a solid backup that you can always revert to and give to that client and be like, Hey, I know the live stream maybe didn't work out, but I still have the video and everything and everything's safe. <laughs> so in a nutshell, you always want to have plan A as well as B, if not C. Yes. Yes. And out of curiosity too, I'm just thinking, cause I was thinking of the two phones next to each other. Do you recommend if somebody is using their phone for like Facebook live or YouTube, like, should they, find a mic and attach a mic to their phone or should they just go like with that internal mic? Yeah, that's, that's another definite tip I, I should have mentioned is if audio if, as a video person, um, you should, you should know this, but audio is half the battle. So if you set an iPhone up in the back of the room and there's a bunch of people talking and stuff, there's no way it's going to hear the speaker and all that stuff. So always see if you can connect 
whatever you're streaming with to the main source of audio. If that's an audio mixer that's in the room, um, I know with iPhones, it's a little trickier because they don't even have headphone jacks anymore <laughs> to like hook it up. But there are ways around that and there are ways you can, uh, you know, take a feed from a mixer. Uh, you can actually get devices um, that convert XLR, which is, a, which is an audio connection. XLR to USB and then you could take USB right into your right into your iPhone via lightning like via the via the iPhone connection so it's a it's a little bit of a workaround but it makes the stream just that much better because what's what's worse than hey I can't you know I can't see the stream but I also can't hear the stream or or even you know again you could see it oh it looks so good but I can't hear the speaker you know at least if you can hear it then it kind of becomes more of like a podcast it's like hey it's really blurry and pixelated but at least I can hear the content that's almost more important in a sense of than having like a clean looking stream <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah I appreciate yeah. that I was just curious because I know like that might be you know some listeners might go okay I have my phone I'll just you know go live right now but I think that little bit of extra preparation would go a long way for them right exactly and then I guess just kind of wrapping some things up here, you know, you've given us a lot of information, you know, from the very beginning till uh, this point in the podcast, are there three big takeaways out of everything you said? I know some of the tips might, might be one of them, but like, what are your three big takeaways that you really want the listeners to kind of leave here understanding? I would say one thing is if you're not live streaming today, uh, start playing around with it, start testing it. It's never been easier to live stream. Uh, I know even five years ago, there wasn't a Facebook Live. There wasn't a YouTube Live. Um, now is the time, especially with everything going on in this world right now, to begin live streaming and learn how to do it. Um, just just in our field alone, just in like the content creator, you know, I mean, you're not content creator, but the media production or video production field of companies, um, me and me and my business partner, Josh, get hired all the time just to do live streams. We don't e they don't even need our cameras. They don't need us to live switch anything. They just say, hey, we want you to handle the live stream. So now is the time to like learn how it all works and kind of figure out the tips and tricks of it and and get, you know, hopefully, you know, get paid maybe a hundred couple hundred bucks. to Just come out to someone's event and just help them produce the live stream and push that content to the places their client wants to go. And again, I mean, another tip. I cannot iterate this enough. Network is the most important thing. I, I could say it a hundred times in this podcast, but we we work with so many people who who don't get how important that is and how important it is to have a dedicated network just for your live stream if it is a really, really big event. I would highly advise not to use Wi-Fi, but obviously there are times you have to. Um, but just you know when you are working with a client and they do want to live stream something, make sure they have the internet connection good enough to do it or make sure, hey, if they're if they don't at the moment, say, hey, is it something you're willing to maybe upgrade to make sure this live stream works? Because, again, nothing looks worse than you could have all the equipment in the world. You could have ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars worth of gear at some place with three, four cameras. It looks you know, you you look professional, you look amazing. And then the live stream fails all because the Internet was crappy you know, all because the internet wasn't bad. It makes, it makes you got it makes us look bad because we're the ones that are supposed to know like, Hey, it's supposed to work. And like when really it was like their connection that failed you, <laughs> like is the best way to put it. Like I said, when I did the MMA fights, it was one of those things. We had three cameras, we were on a cage. It, it was awesome. Like the recordings looked awesome, but like the live stream was unwatchable all because the network was just bad. We were selling tickets. So we sold, you know, I think we sold like 30, 40 tickets to it. We had to refund everyone. And at the time, that's how we were making the money. 
So we didn't make any money, even though it wasn't our fault. It was all the venue's fault that they didn't just have the network connection we needed, but we didn't know what questions to ask then. So that's why one one big tip that, you know, the first thing you start with is, hey, what's your network connection like? And hey, can I come out and run a test? So just to give you an example of a time when I kind of, I would say, went really out of the way to test a network is we had an event down at the John S. Knight Center in Akron, and I live up in the Cleveland area. So when they reached out and they wanted, and we, we streamed this kind of bigger church conference there uh, for my for my actual business, Bumble Media, with my partner, Josh Clements, um, you know, and when they reached out and wanted to stream it there, one of the first things I said is, can you get me in touch with the network person there? And when's one of the, when's one of the first days I can come out and test the network? Um, because it's really, it's so, so important to like, you know, go down there and make sure everything works. Um, because at the end of the day, kind of like I mentioned, you know, at the end of the day, you're reliable if the stream doesn't work. So they expect you to go like, hey, did every, if it doesn't work, then, you know, what is your backup plan? And actually, funny story about that, too. Maybe you include this, maybe you don't. Uh, funny story about that is, so first year, awesome, it's great, cool. Next year, we knew the network was going to work. So we're like, cool, I don't have to drive down to Akron to make sure it works. But the next year, there was a ginormous internet outage that took out everyone in the John S. Knight Center, took out a bunch of phone lines for like police departments and all over Cleveland, and there was a huge internet outage. And that's just something you can't plan for. But luckily, you know, Josh, who was down there, was recording locally. And they were so happy because they the client was so stressed out. They're like, oh, my gosh, everyone's going to miss our content. What's going on? Like, how are we going to get it to them? And Josh went, oh, I'm recording all this. And they went, you are? And he's like, well, I, we told you we were going to. But yes, we are. And they're like, can you upload it? And he's like, absolutely. And he like, you know, just took the files out of his computer. And once they got Internet back, he was able to start uploading it so people could see that and see it, you know, after the fact. I feel like that probably even helped you guys get that client to keep coming back. Cause like whenever you can be that hero for your client and you already kind of anticipate those things and take care of it, that's just one other thing that, you know, makes you a more like a better choice for them in the future and continue to keep working with you. Right. And it helps justify, I would say uh, with the live streaming part of it, it helps justify a cost of the live stream, you know, as, as a business person, obviously we, you know, I love, I love helping out and love doing things, but we're not going to do everything for free. But when someone's like how much to live stream something, I usually say, Hey, it's going to be a couple extra hundred bucks because I want to go test the network. I want to run some time. You know, I want to make sure it's going to work for you. Cause sometimes the client's like, well, why do you, you know, don't you just, it's not that much harder to do it. And I'm like, it's not, but we take a lot of precautions to make sure it, it works the first time and that, you know, you hopefully want to keep doing it in the future. I think that's important too. like people need to remember they get what they pay for. Like there's a big difference exactly. between someone coming out and like doing it with their phone versus you guys coming out and actually doing everything you do. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's a great point. And to go off that, that's going back to, you know, Boxcast, obviously I work here. I've worked here for about four years. I, I absolutely love this company. Um, and I'm very, you know, I'm very biased when it comes to live streaming because I, I use Boxcast all the time. But it, it's 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 not for everyone in a sense of some people can use Facebook Live and use OBS for free, and that's totally fine. But once again, like you said, you are getting what you pay for. If you, if you go just to Facebook and you have an issue, there's no one to reach out to at Facebook or YouTube to help you, unfortunately. You know, so that's why if you are going to be streaming events, let's just say more and more, or you say, hey, every week we want to do a weekly meeting. Uh, 
you know, definitely give Facebook and YouTube a try or give some other platforms a try. But if you start having issues, that's when you kind of move over and say, hey, what live streaming providers are out there? You know, there's Vimeo, there's Boxcast, there's a company called StreamMonkey. Out there, but that's when you kind of shift towards, okay, I'm going to start paying monthly for a, for a streaming subscription because there's features that will benefit you and help you be a better live streamer. Awesome. That's that's great advice. Um, I One thing, too, I want to touch on, I know you had the two tips. Is there a third tip that you wanted to uh, leave as well? A third tip, I would say, is is start out, if you, if you don't know anything about live streaming, don't try to do everything all at once. Just just start kind of small, you know, get your, just kind of get your feet wet before you jump into the pool and, you know, get soaking wet. Because there's a lot of people that reach out to us or, or they want to, you know, hey, I want to, I want to live stream something and I want to, I want to ticket it. I want to have it have live captions. I want to make it a password protection. I want to, you know, I want to do five cameras and I'm like, okay. Do, do you have any of that equipment? They're like, no, I've never done anything like this. And I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. You can learn how to do it. Like, you you will learn how to do it. But it's like, why don't you just start with one camera and make sure that your audience is, this is something that your audience wants as well. I know when we talk to, you know, even, you know, churches all the time and stuff or something that you could advise your clients, because um, obviously your clients will come to you with these crazy big ideas. They're like, I want to do, you know, three, four cameras and I want all the cameras to move and I want all this. And it's like, Sometimes you just have to explain to them, hey, let's just start with one camera. And if everyone in the community kind of forms around it and they really, really like it, then that's when you start to kind of maybe add a little more production or add a little cost to it. I know um, just an example, I was talking to a guy last week. They did a free live stream for their community where they just did like a dance party for uh, like little kids and their parents and stuff like that because everyone's quarantined. So no one can go out. So they did a Friday night dance party and it started as just, a fun thing that him and a buddy were doing. They both, one owns a video production company, one owns more of an entertainment company. They're like, let's just do something fun for everyone. They did that one live stream for free, you know, just one camera, nothing crazy, some graphics, whatever. And now that city is hiring them to do other stuff. That's just like the city instantly picked it up, went, this was awesome. We really, really liked what you guys did. Now, how do we, they're like, now can you guys do like story time with different characters for the kids at home that can't go to school? for that and they're like oh man like we just started live streaming last week and we just tried it out and now we already have a paying client so it's just one of those things where it's i would say once again the third tip start small um as you start to learn more then you'll be able to use more tools for like live streaming and be able to like enhance your production i think that's great advice and i mean if anybody listening you know if they're thinking like oh no i definitely want to like jump into this and just start ticketing events and that I mean, especially with everything going on now, I could just say like I've attended more webinars in the last couple weeks because of everything going on with the coronavirus. And they're from big names like Vidyard and Adobe's doing it. They're putting their conference out there and Sharp Spring and all these companies that are, are bigger companies that charge for training, but they're doing their webinars free. And I think it's because it's the first time they've done it and it's better right. to give it away and see how it works and see what it draws in. And then they can start charging later on for it. So that's great advice. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, I did want to thank you, Wade. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I know that this has been something we were kind of trying to set up for a little while now. And unfortunately, we couldn't meet in person, but hopefully, you know, for the next one. But um, if our, our listeners are looking for some more information about you, um, you know, where, where can they find, uh, you know, more information on you or even on BoxCast and how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
we'll start with, I actually promote a lot of stuff on Instagram and I actually have my own kind of video account. It's just called Wade the Video Guy. So pretty easy to remember. Um, and also my personal company is Bumble Media LLC and our website is just bumblemediallc.com. And we actually have some of our live streams hosted on there. So you can go and check out like one of our most recent MMA fights. That was a lot of fun. That's on there. And then we name college's graduation on there as well. Um, also, if you're looking for, you know, to learn more about BoxCast, just go to BoxCast.com. And we have a ton of um, information about our pricing and how our product works and everything like that. Um, and if you if you want to reach out to me directly, I mean, you can even feel free to send me an email at wade at bumblemediallc.com. And I'd be happy to answer a question or something like that for you. Awesome. Thank you so much again, Wade. I, again, this was great information. Um, we know that we can take a deeper dive into a lot of these topics, so we hope we can have you on again soon. Um, and we just want to remind our audience that we want to hear from you too. Please make sure to send us any topics that you want to hear um, us talk about on the podcast. You can send that to info at flexmediacle.com or feel free to message us on any of our social media channels like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. And let us know how we're doing. Please rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam. Um, and then please subscribe if you haven't already so we can make sure that you know when some of the um, content we're putting together comes out. So we hope that everybody stays well and we will catch you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to Watch Time. Make sure to subscribe and share the podcast and leave us feedback on today's episode. That's a wrap.